Welcome to Loinlander, the most unofficial Outlander podcast on the internet or anywhere. I'm your host, Megan. And yet another week in the books. Thank you for listening to Loinlander. You're our host, Joe. Oh, I thought we were done. No. Oh, okay. Well, no, another week, I'm your host, Joe. Oh, wow. Comedian today. <laughs> Special treat for our listeners. We're here today to talk about episode 504, The Company We Keep. I loved this episode. This really? is probably my favorite episode of season five. Actually, it might be my favorite episode between season four and season five. I absolutely wow. loved it. Really? Okay, well. Yep. Um, I watched it on my own, and then I was excited to watch it with you. And then we're doing the podcast a little later than we normally do. And I was upstairs wondering if maybe I should watch it one more time before the podcast. <laughs> that much, eh? I but I knew we didn't have enough time and our kids weren't going to sleep, so you, I couldn't do it. No, but you haven't felt that kind of love for an episode in a long time. No, nope, so this, this was one of my episodes. So the title shot is uh, a hand flipping a coin between fingers. And you immediately said Stephen Bonnet. Yeah. You knew it was him. How did you know it was him? I mean, I feel like we've seen him do that coin flipping thing before. When he was on the ship, maybe, with Roger? Perhaps, yeah. But also, that's just a very charming, well, not charming, but a very, like, rogue piratey kind of thing to do. <laughs> yeah. So the episode begins, and the first scene, it's Roger and company, uh, I was going to say walking down a muddy path, but they're riding along a muddy path. They're all on horses. It's raining, and I think we're about five seconds in and I already loved the episode because this is Outlander to me. Horses, mud, rain, a journey. Dirty Scotsman. Dirty Scotsman. I really, I, I immediately loved it. So they approach a small town called Brownsville and everything goes awry right away. Right They're, to shit. Right to shit. They're, yeah. They've got guns out and they, they want Morton. Yeah. Isaiah Morton, flat hat, as you keep calling him. Yeah, because he's got that weird flat hat. Yeah. And then you said, ooh, flat hat's been doing some deep dicking. That's right. That's what happened. Yeah, he's been (laughs) classy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, no, so he's been having some good fun with the uh, Trading Post man's daughter, apparently. Mm -hmm. uh, Alicia. Alicia. There's been some uh, tawdry business going on. Right. So they all sort of thump off their horses mm-hmm. and take cover. Yeah. And yep, they're shooting back and forth and Roger and Fergus are kind of up against uh what what are they up against? Like uh, a barrel or a wagon? A wagon full of a barrels. A wagon full really of barrels sure. maybe. Yeah. Barrel but full of wagon? it's a really nice character moment for Roger because he's you can see the look on his face and once again he seems very like 1970s historian and his eyes are darting back and forth like, and he why says am I here? Yeah. Oh, what can we do? What can we do? <laughs> I like that he knows he has to do something and yeah. at least doesn't just panic and run away or Totally, like but that, when but... he says what can we do? He's saying it with, there's a lot of context there. Yeah, it's and, not like what a normal person of that day and age yeah, would be thinking. He's yeah. trying to like use right. every single piece of information in his brain. Fergus is looking at him being like, don't fucking look at me, my lord. Right. So he decides to turn Morton in. He asks Fergus if he has yeah. any whiskey. And he says, I guess we better give them what, what they want. And you didn't think this was a bad plan. Well, I mean, I... You didn't think it was a bad plan. I didn't plan. think it was a bad plan in the sense that I, I thought it was a good plan in as opposed to them just shooting everyone in the trading post. Like, getting everyone to stop shooting was a good plan. Right. 
but you didn't you, are you changing are you saying that maybe turning in Isaiah wasn't a good plan I don't think when I said it was a good plan that I understood what he was, was going to do. Exactly. I, I didn't see. quite okay. understand his bad plan. Okay. So then back at the ridge, Brianna arrives arrives home and Lizzie and Marsley come running out. It's a big party. It's a big party. And we learn that Brianna has traveled to town with Mrs. Bug. The Mrs. Bug. The Mrs. Bug right. who gets some lines. Right. Enough lines, in fact, to tell Brianna that um, an Irish gentleman has shown some interest in Jemmy while they were in town. Yeah, well, Brianna found a coin. She finds she the coin. Up, she picks right. up Jemmy and finds a coin underneath the coin from, from the uh, title from card. The title card, yeah. BTW. Um, so, yeah, she gets freaked out. She does. She reacts immediately. And Sophie Skelton did not do a bad job in this scene. She knows it's Bonnet right away. And uh, she asks Lizzie to move into the big house. Yeah. Do you remember? Which I Lizzie kind of like. real excited about it. Yeah, why wouldn't she? Yeah. But also, if if I'm Brianna, yeah, I want all the company I can find in that house. Although I feel like with Marsley, you're in good hands. If I have to be sleeping alone no. in yeah. that house in a on the ridge, I want Marsley there. Yeah, Marsley would, she'd cut a bitch. Yeah, oh, she would. Yeah, she, she uh, would. She would protect you. I'd feel much safer with her than with Lizzie. But whatever, Lizzie's another person and a nice addition, I guess. Yeah, Lizzie's like the female Roger. Um, I don't think so. Nope, I don't think that's. She can sing better. Would we say that? No. Uh, no. I. You know what? I. I will say that Marsley has quickly become one. One of my favorite characters this season. She's great. Hey. Like they have. Uh, they've really taken an uptick with Mar- Marsley's mm-hmm. character, and I think it's that actress. I think they've they've just taken the reins off and and just let you know, given her some good scenes and let her go. Yeah. And she's doing great. So she was in that really disturbing movie that you and I watched. I had to stop watching it with Colin Farrell. And, um, oh, that wonderful actress that's in The Queen, who I love, Olivia Colman. So, but we watched a movie and Lauren Lyle was in it. And it was that movie where if you didn't have a partner, they turned you into an animal. Yes, the lobster. So she's in it. Olivia Colman was in that movie? Yes, she's the one that is at the hotel and oh, okay. turning people into oh, animals. Okay. This is quickly turning into a lobster podcast. But yeah, yeah Anyways, it was a, she's it was in a it. weird movie. Yeah. She's in it, oh, and really? she does a really good job. Check it out if you want. It's she called The Lobster. It's a little bit odd. She chooses to turn into a pony. It's very disturbing. Mm-hmm. So, she, <laughs> so Brianna asks Lizzie to move into the big house. Lizzie obliges. Meanwhile, Roger gives the angry gunman some whiskey and says, we've come to provide you of your obligation to fight in the militia. Right. And, or he uh, says, or opportunity. Right, yeah. He quickly switches on that because he he reads the room and feels like they don't feel obligated to do anything except possibly shoot them. Right. Then quick Jamie and Claire moment where Claire uh, and they have the, the baby, the Beardsley's baby, and Claire tells Jamie, uh, the baby's not going to survive on goat's milk for a long time. We need to find a mother to nurse it, which... Caught me off guard a little bit because it's my understanding that babies can survive off ghost milk for their whole life if they need to. I don't know. I don't know either, but yeah. that's their plan. So you know that they're on their way to Brownsville, um, which is good because things are going awry. Fergus tells Roger that a bunch of men have left because they don't respect what he did. Yeah. But there's actually a very nice character beat between Fergus and Roger where Roger says, well, I had to do something. And Fergus is like, I know, I know, I told them that. And I 
and Fergus is on his side, and I believe yeah. that he is genuinely on his side. Right. Like, I think Fergus is a good buddy to Roger. I don't think he is thinking badly of Roger. I don't think he knew what the fuck to do. So Exactly. I, <laughs> I think they're both just sort of like, they're lost without my lord. That's I for think sure. so. I think they are yeah. lost without my lord. Yeah. I think Fergus is just as surprised to be in his position as Roger <laughs> to, that is to be in his. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a bit of a, I don't know. That's, that's Jamie picking with his heart and not his head there. I know. So I mean, where's Rupert when you need him? I, Rupert would never let would that shit incredible happen. Incredible in this moment, wouldn't or he? Another guy who'd be great is uh, Murtaugh. Ah, oh, Murtaugh could oh. be Murtaugh could be leading this, except he's very opposed except, to it. Except he's the bad guy. <laughs> Other than that, he'd be perfect. So then we have Roger singing a song about a Bonnie Scott, mm-hmm. and it is a great song. And yeah. Richard Rankin has such a wonderful voice, don't you think? He sings quite well. He sings thank God for his beautifully. Character. And yeah. while he's singing, Jamie and Claire arrive, and you can see the relief on his face. Yeah. And I just want to say, as they arrive, and they're kind of panning all around to where Roger is and to where Fergus is and Jamie and Claire arriving, the set of Brownsville was spectacular. Like it literally, it takes you back in time. The you way you love the trading post. Oh, so much! But the way Outlander first did, anytime they go into a room, but even when they're outside, I feel like I'm there. What did you think of the sets? Um, honestly, didn't notice. No, I did notice. Okay. I, I thought it was a little bit um, claustrophobic because you told me, "Oh, they're in Brownsville." And I was like, this is supposed to be a town? It just basically looks like a trading post on the side of the road. And maybe that's what Brownsville was. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it didn't really seem like... It mostly seemed like one building. And some tents surrounding said building. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. and a path. A muddy path going through it. Yeah, I like that muddy path. You love that I muddy do. path. <laughs> so while the inside of the trading post looked fine, it didn't really... If it was supposed to be a town, that didn't really play. But there was more than just the inside of the trading post because remember then Claire finds a nursing mother. She kind of goes around back into a different area. There was some sort of tent round back. No, it wasn't a tent though. It was a tent. It was absolutely a tent. So I wanted to talk about this moment because she she's taken by another woman to where all the women are, including Alicia. Mm -hmm. And she hands the baby to the the nursing mother who says, oh, what a beautiful babe. And I got the feeling that she was way too interested in the random baby. Like, I wondered if there was more to the story there. Yeah. Did you get that feeling? Kind of. And she was so eager to eager, start nursing. Yeah. And... and Claire, I think that was the time when Claire was like, are you sure? You... Oh, no, it was later that she she said, are you sure you want to feed two babies? Oh, at, well, at because night? she then and... said, like, well, leave the baby with me yeah, at yeah, night. Yeah. You don't want to be awakened by a baby. And I thought, mm, this doesn't sound like someone who's exhausted with a newborn. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> And then meanwhile, Jamie approaches Roger with anger about the whole situation. And Roger tries to explain to Jamie what happened. And then that's when you suddenly switched opinions and said that it was not a good plan. As soon no, as you saw that Jay Frey, my... as soon as Jay Frey was all over I mean, Roger, you were like, this is, this is a very bad plan. Well, no, 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 no. I, I disagree. <laughs> because earlier I had pointed out that I thought it was actually really interesting uh an interesting piece of writing how they had roger handle that situation because it is not at all how jamie would have handled it right, right. like yeah um that the thing where the i can't remember his name the the trading post guy where he's basically like yeah you can leave in the morning but flat hat's not going with you 
Jamie would have been like, ah, here's a dollar twenty five and go fuck yourself. Like that's right. like that's not. Whereas Roger's would... like, really? Oh, yeah, it's a bummer. Okay. <laughs> well, he says, well, what if he whiskey. thought mar- what if he married her? Like he yeah. did try and come up with a solution. Like weak ass. Weekly, plans. it was weak. Yeah. It was yeah. weak. <laughs> but, but yeah, so when he talks to Jamie, Jamie's like, what was your plan? And he was basically like, I just thought I'd get him drunk until you showed up, and yeah. you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually love that when he, Jamie said, well, what what were you going to do next? And he said, honestly, I was just sort of waiting for you to arrive and you did. So plan complete. <laughs> yeah. Puts a nice bow on that. Goodbye. Yeah. So Jamie comes in to talk to Morton about how his cock has gotten them all into trouble. <laughs> like, geez, Jay Frey is so crude. Like a little he, potty mouth. Yeah. He really does. Not wrong. Um, not wrong at all. And they figure out the whole situation and he's like, bad news, guys. I'm already married, so I can't marry her and yeah. make an honest woman of her. And that really pissed Jay Frey off. It did. Because so, now he wasn't not only a cock troubler, but he uh, <laughs> he was also a married cock troubler. Yeah. Yeah. Then Claire's in the women's quarters drinking a cider. She spills it onto a newspaper oh. and dun, dun, dun. Here it is. Fergus's F up from a couple episodes yeah, ago. Yeah, we've been waiting for this. Um, Dr. Rawlings' suggestions as to how to live a better life, including don't do bloodletting, how not to get pregnant. Right. Like, lots of good info here. Exactly. Well, and it's interesting because Claire is so concerned about it being, you know, that it went out into the public, but all the people in the tent are just like, that's useless. <laughs> you yeah. can take that and burn it. So it's not like it's really having any effect on anyone anyway. Right, but she takes it with her mm-hmm. outside. Roger's singing again, drinking and singing. Doing what he's good at. And uh, Jay Frey is kind of mumbling and grumbling towards Claire about Roger's decisions and his actions. Yeah. And he says, actions have consequences, Sassanak. <laughs> she says, I know, speaking of which, like, take a look at this. And there's actually a really cute moment where he said, who's Dr. Rawlings? And she said, me. And he says, Beecham, Randall, Fraser, now Rawlings. Do you have another husband I should know about? It's quite clever, Jay Frey jokes. Ooh, yeah, very it was clever, cute. Jay Frey. Um, and then, and the only way I I know how to describe him is big guy with a hat, like that big, powerful. I don't know if he's the mayor of Brownsville. Well, he's he's got to be the brother of the other guy because he looks just like him. He looks just like him, but bigger. Yeah. And more powerful, right. and calls him out on being drunk right away. Yeah. Um, he's the governor. I don't know what he is. He's somebody or. He's de- I don't think he's the governor, because Governor Tryon's the governor. Right. I don't know. I think he's just sort of the leader guy in that area. Leader guy, yeah. yeah. So, leader guy pulls Jay Frey aside, because Jay Frey stands up to him big time. Jay well, there's Frey gun pulling There's and all gun pulling, but Jay Frey's not even nervous. He's just no. standing there. Not Roger at all. Jay Frey's just like, I will not blink before you That's don't right. blink. I'll like, shoot everybody. <laughs> um, so, they go into the trade post, the trading right. post. And big guy says, um, we, oh, he says, we don't want, we don't want no trouble with the governor. So he's mm-hmm. referring to Tryon. Right. He says, we'll ride with you, but they'll all be answering to me. And then he offers Jay Frey his hand. Jay Frey says, as long as we're under agreement that you're answering to me. Yeah. And he doesn't respond. Dude never answers. Dude. Jay Frey just shakes his hand and walks away. Uh, because he knows Jay Frey's not messing around. Really? Jay Frey means it. I don't know. I feel like they're going to turn him. Oh, you do? Yeah. There's a borkening coming up. <laughs> okay. So back at the ridge, Brianna. Parenting was different back then, hey? Like yeah. no baby gates, 
No cushioning around the corners of the sharp edges. No. The two babies are sitting on a rough looking blanket. Who knows what that baby was putting in, in his the mouth. other Who room? Knows? Just you know, they have each other for company mm-hmm. and best of luck Spires to you. Fires all over the place. She's making a fire. She walks out to get yeah. more firewood. You immediately, like your parenting instinct, oh. you were like, leave leave the door open. What's happening here? It's the middle of the night. Like red flags all around for wrong? you. That's right. Yeah. Other than everything. <laughs> yeah. And big surprise, Jemmy disappears. That's right. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Brianna. Freaks the out. As you would. Mm-hmm. And she's already, you can tell she's very haunted by bonnet well yeah is this no this is before yeah uh so yeah very she freaks out wigs out ding 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 ring the bell marcely and lizzie join her and marcely is so comforting and so strong yeah she finds jemmy she says why don't you come meet me in the kitchen we're gonna talk about your cray cray (laughs) right yeah because it's very real and like let's have a, a quick assessment and a whiskey while we discuss what's going on with you yeah, and Marsley's actually really cool about it because um, Brianna gives her nothing. Oh, yeah. And Marsley knows there's something. Yeah. Brianna's like, it's nothing. She's like, it's something for sure, but we're not going to talk about it. We're just, she has some snappy line where she's basically like, we'll just sit here in silence and drink and talk about the nothing. Yeah. Yeah, like, she's cool. So that's she's a good cool. friend. And then she has that long monologue about her abusive father, mm-hmm. which we already knew that her father was abusive because that's why poor Larry, when she finally or Leary, when she finally did marry Jamie. Remember, she couldn't... She was so freaked out and messed up from Marsley's father that she was so normal before. Well, I mean, I don't know. Hey, can we just... Sorry, can we remind for a sec? Certainly. The, the daughter uh, the, 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 that messed around with Flat Hat, she looks a lot like Leary. Yeah, you said that. Like, she does. I know that she's not necessarily Obviously, supposed Claire to be real... didn't see the correlation because no. Claire was very sympathetic to right. Alicia. But I just felt like that actress looked a ton like the actress that played Leary. Yeah, I can see that. She's one of the women in the next scene that shows Claire the room that they have for her and Jamie to stay. And that's where the mother tells Claire that they'll care for the baby as if she were their own because... And then we get confirmation that that other woman has lost her baby. Right. So that's why... That's why she's so into the baby. So into it, yeah. Then the mother leaves and Alicia tells Claire that she's pregnant with Isaiah's baby. And Claire is so comforting, which is nice, but also I feel like a little bit uncharacteristic for Claire. Because Claire is always a very efficient physician, I wouldn't say that she's particularly warm to people, particularly women, but she throws her arms around this girl and cradles her head. And I don't know, it just rang a little bit false to me. Maybe she was feeling maternal because of her contact with the baby. Oh, maybe. There you go. It's a very good way to look at it. Film moment. So then we go back to Brianna and Marsley, and that's where Marsley has her monologue about her father and about how he was horrible and mm-hmm. how she wished that he would die and then he did which of course brianna says you didn't actually kill him right and then marcely such a strong actress says you see thinking something doesn't make it come true that's right it was a trick yeah think sorry she says thinking doesn't make something come true right because she knows that brianna is thinking that someone's trying to take mm-hmm. jemmy it's not true yeah sassy reverse psychology from uh Young, uneducated Marsley. Good mm-hmm. for you, Mars. Yep. Claire goes to find Jamie. On her way, she realizes that both the Beardsley twins have serious throat issues. They both have tonsil infections. She must, absolutely must fix both of their tonsils. Right. right. 
<laughs> so they decide. This is the Claire we know. Jamie and Claire decide together that she needs to go back to the ridge and cure them both. Jamie says, Roger will come and uh, he'll escort you. <laughs> you immediately said, Roger, you've been demoted, mm-hmm. which Roger knows. Roger knows. Um, Claire tries to make him feel better. He's just entrusted you with the one thing he loves most. And then you said, little does he know that Jamie's hoping Claire will protect Roger on the way back. That's right. That's right. If, if anyone gets into trouble, it's all on Claire. Yeah. Unless someone needs to be sung to death. Right. That's right. He could do that. He could sing someone to death for sure. Then they're all dancing in the evening. And I loved this. There's not a lot of merriment and joy in Outlander. And very rarely do you see Claire and Jamie giggling together. And you saw that in this episode. And I liked it. They brought out the swords. They did the Murdy dance. They did. Season, what season was that even? Three, two? That was season one. Season one? That's when they're looking. I love that. That's when Murdy and Claire are looking for Jamie for so long. Right. Claire and Murdy's big adventure where they go town to town. Right. And you didn't think that Jamie was as good as Murdy. No, Murdy was dynamite. Right. Yeah. And then the two of them, Claire and Jamie, stumble into the woods together. They've obviously had a lot of the whiskey. And they're giggling and they're having fun, which I loved. Um... And he asks her, I think it's really cute. They keep referring to the little baby as Wee Bonnie. He says, do you want to keep Wee Bonnie? Yeah. And this was a really, this is one of the things that I remember very distinctly from the books is that it was a hard decision for the two of them because when they do reconnect, they're both too old to have kids at, well, Jamie's not, but Claire is too old, so they can't have a child together. They obviously have Brianna, but they didn't get to raise Brianna together. So in this moment, Jamie wants... Jamie wants it. Oh, he does. You can tell he's kind of taken aback when she says, well, how would you feel if she stays? Because there's a family that really wants her. And you can see he's like... like, the fuck? "Mm." What? Yeah, but he gets over it just in time to hear a gunshot. Yeah. Uh, Also, I just want to note that you noted that in previous seasons of Outlander... This also would have been a time when uh, they had at least attempted to have sex. Yes. Drunken, stumbling through the woods, kind of flirty, mm-hmm. and nary, uh, nary bodice was ripped. Nary. Nary, no. <laughs> no, nary a bodice was ripped. That's, That's right. true. But the other thing I wanted to point out about the scene right before the gun went off is, you know, Claire's listing all the reasons why they can't keep Wee Bonnie, and it ends with, and then there's our obituary. Yeah. Which is a reminder for everyone that these characters are going to die sometime in the next sometime five to yeah. six years. We don't know when. I also got the vibe that Claire just was not interested in raising another kid. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she, she kind of implied that it's like, mm, I'm, I'm kind of done with that. Yeah, well, she's so busy. She with wants her to make penicillin and she's shit. Busy. Like she's not. Yeah, she's not interested she's in raising a bigger things. No, she wasn't like, even that interested in raising. She doesn't really Brianna. give a shit about Jemmy. No, I've but, never even seen you talk about Jamie holding not holding I the baby. Know. How much she interaction just, has Granny Claire had with it? She just wanted Zip. to have sex the whole time. That's right, exactly. The baby's <laughs> crying. She's like, "That's cool. Let's do it." Yeah, yeah. yeah like, and Frank raised Brianna. That's right. Right? Like she was. I said it back super in season it. whatever. Claire's kind of a shit mom. Well, I don't no, for real. She's a shit mom. So the gun goes off, and it's Alicia attempting to kill herself. Mm. The first time she tried, it went through her arm. How she's do you miss that badly, by the yeah, way? She's like, nervous. I mean, I mean, that's a big miss from your head to your shoulder, and she barely hit her shoulder. 
Did I mean, you see the way she was holding it? She's I'm, very nervous. I mean, still, that's a big miss. Anyway, whatever. Good for her that she missed, but... They bring her back. Claire says, don't worry, we're going to take care of you. She sends Jamie to go get whiskey. Morton grabs him, threatens to shoot him. Jamie, not nervous at all, just no. stares back at him and says, you can find you don't want to shoot me, and so do I. And Morton's like, ah, he puts the gun down. Um, but he says, please help me. Yeah, he's like, I'm in love. Uh, the woman that I'm actually married to. Not into. No kids. No, well, they hadn't lived together for, I think he said, two years mm-hmm. or something like that. They, yeah. You know, they were not they were not feeling it. They weren't. So Jamie brings him up. There's a very mushy, romantic Ugh. reunion yeah. of these two. Don't, ugh. Well, even Claire and Jamie looked like they That's were. That's what I thought was like me watching so them. funny. Like, the two of them are so... Irritated, well, not irritated, but just kind of like groan about these yeah. two people confessing their it's love like together. Romance, and it's vomit, <laughs> what? Yeah, like. <laughs> but it's like, no, guys, that's you. Exactly. Um, so then Jamie helps them escape, right. and you got, you got a little, you got a little frustrated with this scene. I just want to go ahead and say that we also glossed over the fact that Jamie set Flat Hat free in the first place. I don't think we actually mentioned that. Right. He did do that. But that's very Jamie. It's like, consequences be damned. Yeah. Get out of here. Right. We did forget that. Right. <laughs> but he does it again. Yeah. <laughs> he does it again. And um, he helps both of them. And you went off. You were so annoyed. You're like, really? Right? Right down the main road so in the day. Stupid. No hat, like, no hood. Put a hood on. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, right. Like, is there not a back alley? Like, a, like, yeah. Like, get a cloak. Put a barrel over her head. I don't like any. Like, they just walk right down the middle. Like, how about the dark? Have well, you ever heard of the dark? Well, I think like, it was already dawn by the time. It was supposed to, It wasn't supposed to be that bright. I think it was dawn as they were sneaking out. And I wanted to point this out. I don't know if anyone else who read the books notices this, but Claire and Jamie rarely sleep they often have all these adventures through the night and as someone who is just so sleep deprived because of my kids i can't imagine a worse um you know time traveling adventure than never sleeping and they never do like they'd been up that whole night yeah did they go to sleep no i'll answer they didn't they were drunk as shit drunk all those nice ladies put fresh cloths down and sheets down on the the bed they had the what the bairn yeah. Yeah. And so they, they didn't. Have, no, no, like, go fuck yourself. We're oh gonna. Oh my goodness. The last me. time they slept was on the floor. We don't know when they've slept. Yeah. Yeah. The fl- the floor of the murder coffin or the murder murder cabin. Yeah. Anyways. So then Jamie's spectacular distraction is that he goes and lets all the horses loose, and then he just wanders up with a goat and was like, "Oh, this this wee rascal let all your horses out," and then he like looks up to Claire and basically does like a. Thumbs we got up. away with it. Yeah, like everybody's watching. Up. And yeah. Jimmy Jimmy Trading Post actually looks up. And he's like, what? Who are yeah. you looking at? Yeah. And he's just like, hey, we did it. We did it, suckers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we get a voiceover. Yeah, that was nice. I like that too. And she said, all you can hope for is that the good may outweigh the harm that may come of it. And they have that slow motion of the horses running, mm-hmm. the people chasing them, and then that couple, Morton and Riding Alicia. Away. Riding direction. hard for a pregnant woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Riding away. So? End scene. End scene. That was the episode. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. What would you give it out of 100? 30. Oh! It was boring. It was vanilla pudding. 
It wasn't boring. It was. It was super boring. After the last two episodes, they'd raised the bar for me that I now expect things to happen in this show. And it was like, get out of that town. Like, I don't know. It just wasn't, I didn't really like it. It was, it, it wasn't bad. There was very few. There was only one stupid thing. The riding through the middle of town during the day. Dumbass classic They've never classic been great Outlander. at escape. Like, They've never been great at escape. Seriously, guys. Like, just think about what you would do in a situation and if that's really what you would do in that situation, like, good thing you're never in a bad situation. Because that, like, seriously, they just pick the worst plan and go with it on that show. I don't understand it. Uh, but but for the most part, I just thought this episode was pretty blasé. It, Strongly it, disagree. Yeah, no, obviously. That's good. Back to the so old So I would give this a 95. Ninety five. That's right. Are you serious? I'm not looking for a lot more out of my Outlander episodes. This was a Didn't great. Didn't give you much. Hey, this was a wonderful episode. It had romance, but without the awkward dry humping that we have to watch these actors do sometimes. That's right. It had good story. Um, it had the mud that I really liked. It had that muddy path yeah. and the horses walking in it. I like it. that. That gets to like it an extra had, fifteen percentage course, points. It had. Roger, the way that I pictured him in the book. Right. He sung, and he was beautiful when he sang. And here's what I'll say about Roger in this episode. It's like, okay, Roger, like, messed up and made some bad decisions. But in this episode, it's more uh, it's more understandable because... Like that's a that's a tight spot to be put in. You're yeah. you're a you're not a you're you're not a warrior. You are not a leader of men. You are not any of these things. And you're caught in a gunfight, and you got to stare down with an angry dude whose flat hat was nailing your daughter. Like I mean, that's you know. And by the way, it cost him a ton of money because now he can't marry her off to some other mm-hmm. dude. Like there's anger, there's issues going on there, legitimate. You know, so he's put in a tough position. And it's not just that you know he there. This wasn't the standard like. Uh, you know the great emasculation of Roger Part Seven. No, like no. this was this was he he made some bad choices, but because much like actually Jamie said, even though he was mad at him, he basically you know he said, "Look, I made you a captain without really without you knowing what a captain actually is. Right? Like you have to be yeah. responsible for these people and that sort of thing. And you know that that the mistake was more Jamie's than Roger's, and that trusting that he could just give Roger this position and he would step up to it." It's a big ass. Well, also, he gave him the position and said, but don't worry, if you're a captain, you'll always be by my side. Yeah, and then so he buggers off. And then the very, like, the first week, like, he's completely yeah. on his own, yeah, and exactly. people are shooting at him. Yeah, no, that's a that's a hard position to be in. Yeah. yeah. Um, who, what was your favorite scene? I think it was um, the scene with Marsley and Brianna at the table. It's Just because I really like Marsley I know. these days. She's so charismatic on screen. She really is. And I didn't really love her in previous seasons. But, oh, uh, you liked her? You did. In season three, when she and Claire had to share the room in Oh, the that ship, was good. Yeah, I did And like you were that. like, I like her because she had no tolerance for Claire. No, and yeah, And Claire was true. very right. caught off guard by her because yeah. most women oh, are... They, they bow to the altar of Lord Claire. Right, yeah. and Marsley didn't. And so you did like her right away. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Um, least favorite scene. The stupid riding down the, like, the escape, oh, yeah. the, like, low-speed escape on the horse. Dumbasses. Yeah. Yeah. You? So, my least favorite scene? Mm, I mean, probably that scene as well. Maybe because I was watching it with you the second time, and I'm like, yeah, this isn't. Did you not realize how, how 
just purely stupid that was the first time? Am I the only The first one? time I was like, God, they never sleep. They never sleep. <laughs> Look at him. He's helping these people escape and they haven't slept. So I was a little That's bit distracted. Fair. It's more of a personal attachment to it. And my favorite scene was that Roger character moment where he's freaking out because he doesn't know what to do. Mm, tied with Roger singing. But tied with Jamie and Claire going off into the woods giggling and, and drunk. This is why it's got such a higher rating for yeah. you because of this many uh, scenes you like. You know what? I, I just want to go off on a just a side note here. I really hope I need this season. I'm not going to get it. But um, I really want to see like a John Quincy Myers subplot because he's mm. showing up in a lot of episodes. Without a lot of He was right there. Not, not a lot of stuff. He was like right there with a gun to help Jamie. He had the biggest bottle of beer or wine or whatever. Like he's just like a burly ball of happiness mm-hmm. with a big ass beard. Yeah. And I like him and I want to see some more. That's I my know. request. Okay. Well, fingers crossed. I don't crossed. think I'm going to. We don't know. Here's also. Okay. So how many episodes in are we? Four. We uh, watched four. Four of what? Twelve. Four of twelve. Here's a question. Um, this is both for you and for the loin listener out there. Do you think we will see another like proper? I'm doing air quotes by the way. Proper uh, sex scene this mm. season in Outlander. Do you think we'll get like your standard Jamie and Claire soapy face cloth? You know, <laughs> like nudity, Oscar shirtless, long-term loiny. Yeah, long-term loiny. Long-term loiny. What do you think? Yeah, what do you think? Um, Please, let us know. I'm I'm just curious. Like, are you, like, do you think this is just where we're at now? Or do you think it's going to roll back? Do they need to have one more in the season finale? One more big. Because all we've had is the sextage. I think they're going to do it one more time. But even the sextage wasn't like a pure, straight up Jamie and Claire. That was, there was all the fucking bugs were in there. Like, it was weird. Like, we haven't had one true... And Jamie the fans and Claire, will complain about that. They they will be vo- they will be very vocal. I'm sure they are somewhere already. Okay, who is your MVP? Uh, I'm gonna give it to Marsley. Really? I like her. I you like know Marsley. what? Me too. Yeah. Oh, wow. Tied yeah. with Roger. Tied with everyone because I love this episode. <laughs> it was a great uh, episode. Roger, really? Yeah. Ugh. Always. Yeah, I don't hate him like I did last season. That's because they're being a little bit more considerate when yeah. writing his character. Like, come on, guys. Well, well done. E- yeah, even when even the parts that I've been annoyed at because they're emasculating him. Yeah, he's it's still not a right. huge meanie. Yeah, yeah, he did, the dark streak's still not there. Like they've they've cut it right out of him, and I think that's a real smart plan. But I wonder if that's also a combination of the writing and. Uh, direction to the actor. Oh, maybe. I was going to be like, don't give credit to Richard Rankin. He does not. No, but I wonder if they're saying to him like, hey. Tone that shit down. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. There we have it. We did it. Yet another episode of the books of Loinlander, the most unofficial Outlander podcast on the internet. Or anywhere. There you go. Okay. (laughs) Have a good week. Talk to you later. I'll be back in time.